What's up, my fellow emo, pop, punk, metalcore music lovers? Matrix here, and you are locked into the Matrix Music Review Podcast, the only place to get your alt-rock, pop, punk music fix. And we are back with another review episode. Got a couple of albums we want to talk about today. A single that has been in my head consistently since it dropped last week. And then we're going to finish up with talking about the Grammys and how alternative music did there and what the next steps are to get alternative music back into that award show a little bit more prominently than what we've seen in the past. So as always, if you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, leave a like, leave a comment, five-star review, head on over to Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and follow us at Matrix Music Review. That's the best way to stay up to date on all the day-to-day things that we're doing at Matrix Music Review. And as always, make sure you're sharing this podcast with friends, family, anybody that you know, so that we can continue to grow our little community of alt-rock, pop-punk music lovers. With that, we're going to jump right into our reviews with Death Can Wait from Being As An Ocean. So this album from Being As An Ocean was definitely one of the most interesting and intriguing albums that I'll probably listen to all year long. And the first thing that popped into my head when I was talking about this album or when I was thinking about this album and listening to it was that it's almost a emo spoken word album because there are so many pieces of this album where it's more of a like emotional talking style, not necessarily there's some screams in there, but when they get into some of their heavier material, they really slow it down and put this emotional talking point behind it. And one of the songs that's really a perfect example of that is Swallowed by the Earth, where it gets to this part in the song where they literally stop and they just give this emotional speaking and it says, we're given the choice to experience the purest of defeats. Will we let piteous anger consume us or... Will we be vulnerable and proudly bleed? And that's very poetic. It's very deep and emotional. And it's also just powerful as well, because basically what they're saying in that to me and what it does to you is it makes you think and it says, all right, we're really given the choice. Can we get defeated just so hard and so difficultly in these these defeats that we have are so hard to come back from and will we let the anger from those defeats take over and keep us from being who we are or will we open ourselves up and just let all of this bleed out of us till we get back to the point where we overcome this defeat and become better from being defeated by this and that is just so powerful that we don't see things like this especially in our genre you know everybody says you know emo, metalcore, whatever it is, all sounds the same. But Being as an Ocean really took that, and I feel like they took offense to hearing things like that because you are not going to listen to this album or listen to this band and say that they sound exactly like another band or even relatively similar. They are as unique as unique gets, and this album was fantastic for it. One of my top tracks on this album was Purest Love, and You almost get two minutes of this slow swell of a buildup with some screams behind it and everything, and then it just explodes into this beautiful melodic chorus that gives you, I know you're scared, and I am too, and that's one of the things that I noticed about Being as an Ocean is that they 
classify themselves in their Spotify biography as melodic hardcore. And I can't think of a better way to describe this band than using that phrase right there. Melodic hardcore fits them perfectly because we have a lot of these screams. We have a lot of this heavy instrumentation, but then when we get to like a chorus, especially in a track like Purest Love, it just explodes into this beautiful melodic swell. And then you go right into a lyric about, I found my identity and your love gave it a voice so my heart could speak in the next track, which is basically the title. It's a long drawn drawn out title to say that, but it is just a perfect combination of all the things that really make the melodic hardcore scene something that I feel like is underappreciated and a band like being in the being as an ocean, I feel like is very underappreciated and very underrated because when you go through an album like death can wait, it's track after track of just beautiful writing, beautiful melodies, and also incorporating some of that emotional hardcore sound in there as well. I think my favorite, which kind of encompasses all those things that I just talked about is gloom. Gloom is fantastic. You love the scream and melodic trade-off that you get where it's like you get one line that's a melody of a sing- kind of singing style and then you get the next line which is more of a scream emotional style. And so you get a, a melodic hold on and then you move into the scream of when you feel all your efforts are failing. And then at the end, it kind of the singing kicks up just a notch in terms of the emotion and the the heaviness behind it and you get to watch the gloom retreat to light and it's just a perfect combination of everything on this album and it's all encompassed into this one track of gloom you know you have other tracks on this album like paradise on my mind which is got this like radio anthemic sound behind it where you could definitely see this being kind of like a a stadium type song where you can do that And the title track itself is another great example of how their melodic hardcore is really at the top of its game on this album. And it has a line in the title track where it really stopped me in my tracks and made me say like, whoa, I never thought of a line like that before, but it's so powerful. And the line is, none of us chose to be here, but we're privileged to stay. And that really is just a thinker. Like, that's 100% true. None of us chose to be where we're at today necessarily or chose to even be here. But we're really privileged to continue to stay and continue to work towards a better life. And that is just unbelievable. And to hear it in this setting and this type of music really, I don't know, it really just it kind of hits harder for me and it hits harder in the in the delivery and in the sound that they have with being as an ocean. So overall, I think this album is definitely one of the most unique albums that I've heard this year and probably will hear this year. I talked about that at the beginning. You know, melodic hardcore is hard to pinpoint an artist that really is like a champion for that scene or that specific subgenre of alt rock music and i think that being as an ocean after listening to this album really has become the top melodic hardcore band at least to me 
And I'm sure that there are others out there and people can give me some other names that they think are right around that same type. But this really stood out to me in a lot of different ways in this you know, emo spoken word with the melodic singing and then also the screams and all this other stuff really made this Death Can Wait album from Being as an Ocean get to about an 8.2 out of 10 for me. So really strong album here from Being as an Ocean. If you haven't heard it yet, go check out Death Can Wait. Next album is Dopamine by Normandy. Uh, this is a tough one for me because I really do enjoy what Normandy does and I really enjoy the sound that they have, but I gotta be honest, nothing really stood out for me on this album. And I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's because we got six of the 11 tracks as singles and they're all kind of in a row on this album where, you know, the mid part of the album kind of just feels like I'm re-listening to some stuff from last year and I'm re-listening to the same songs over and over again And it's not that any of these songs are bad. It just feels like it wasn't anything that really stood out and grabbed me necessarily and pushed me into this state of, okay, yeah, this album really, even though we have so many songs that we've already heard, it's really still a great project. So, you know, I think when I was looking at this album, some of the newer tracks did stand out to me. You know, Colorblind was one that really hit for me. It had a line in it that said, what goes around comes around is on your gravestone. And that was just a interesting line that I was kind of caught off guard by when I was going through that track. And, you know, other songs that hit for me was All In My Head, another one that really stood out and stood out as something that was different from the rest. And when I started to think about this album a little bit more, when I went back and re-listened, you know, second, third, fourth time... I think what my issue was with this album with Normandy is that this is their first material since 2021, so we're kind of waiting to see what they're going to sound like. And I think in a sense, they may have still been trying to figure out how they want it to sound because I noticed that when they leaned a little bit more on the heavier side with tracks like All In My Head or Colorblind, those are the tracks that I really connected with and that I really enjoyed. And even the feature with Barry Tomorrow, that was another one that really stood out for me as well, even though it was a single. But then when they got a little bit poppier and slowed it down with songs like Glue and Sorry, I felt my interest just kind of taper off and it really wasn't anything that kind of captured my attention and pulled me back in. And the problem is because there are some of those scattered throughout, You know, you get the colorblind that kind of just like smacks you in the face and you're like, okay, wow, this is, I'm ready to, you know, keep going with this. And then you're instantly taken right back down with, with sorry. And not to say that sorry glue or any of these tracks that I'm saying are slower are bad because they're not. It's just the collection of songs as a whole really just didn't work for me for some reason. And like I said, it sucks because I really do like Normandy and I think I like a lot of these songs individually, but as a collection, it just didn't work for me. You know, overall, I still think this is a seven out of 10 album for me. It really is a lot of good singles together, but I think when we're putting it all together as one complete work as an album, for some reason, it's just not working for me. So Still go check it out. Still check out Dopamine by Normandy. Really good band. I'm excited that they're back doing things since 2021, but 
not my not my top one this week. And the last album we're going to talk about is Digital Paranoia from Cult. Now, this is my first real experience with this group, and I had such a fun time with this album. This is an album that definitely has a lot of production on it and a lot of different instrumentation, different sound effects that we may not hear in our standard alt-rock scene, but it's very well produced and very well done to the point that it doesn't feel overwhelming or feel overdone with this production. And I think that's really impressive in itself because a lot of times when you have artists that take these electronic beats or these little sound bites and they incorporate it in, it can feel like it's just done kind of as a novelty, but I don't feel like that's the case at all with Cult. I feel like they have extremely built everything into a point where it all has a purpose and it's not just, okay, somebody just wanted to hit this button on the sound bar or whatever it may be. This is also an album that has a bunch of different bigger level collaborations with it as well. We have a collaboration with Tilly. We have a collaboration with Beauty School Dropout with Thousand Below. And when you have names like that that are in this alternative scene, they may not be, you know, the bad omens or they may not be the all-time lows or things like that. But when you have these names that are starting to rise up the ranks in the alternative scene, it instantly grabs somebody's attention because I really can't think of a track that Thousand Below has really been featured on. I loved their last album, but I haven't really heard from them since that. So to hear Thousand Below in a track with somebody else, that instantly caught my attention. And going into this, if you're relatively new to the band like me, and maybe you're trying to think of what is the sound a little bit like, I think they're very unique and they're very different in their own way, but I think they do kind of have a sound, kind of like Pop Tropic Sluts. So if you're looking for a band to think that they might sound like, I would say that's maybe the best comparison I can give you. But honestly, just go in with an open mind because the Beauty School Dropout collaboration is awesome. That song's called Girls Lie. And I think that was really the first introduction that like, okay, maybe I do need to pay a little bit of attention to this cult album as opposed to just a single here or there with these collaborations. And albums like this and artists like this, like cult, are exactly why I still use alternative in my taglines in my bios and everything like that because I don't know how you would classify this specific band other than just saying they're alternative and a song like me myself and I is a perfect example of that because that's a song that really doesn't fit under any genre because it's got elements of rock in it it's got elements of punk in it it's got electronic elements in it it's got some pop elements in it and so you can't just say it's a electro pop rock punk song. That just doesn't sound right. But when you just say that it's an alternative track, you never know what you're going to get. And that's what I love about using that title is that you never know what could be included in that specific piece. It's also absolutely wild to me that on their song, If I Stay High, they used the alarm tone that you hear on the iPhone because I'm not going to lie, that kind of tripped me up <laughs> the first time I heard it. I was like, wait a minute, did I set an alarm for something? What What am I missing? Like, oh shit, did I 
did I oversleep? Like what's going on here? But then I realized it was just literally in the song. And that is a brilliant use of production for that. So overall, this was a really fun album. I think this sits at about a 7.7 out of 10 for me. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely different. And I think it's something that everybody would enjoy. So go check out Digital Paranoia by Cult. That wraps it up for our album reviews this week. But I do want to take a second and talk about a single. I know that we're really just doing single roundups at the end of each month. But I got to highlight this single because it has been stuck in my head since last week. You're the One by Nick Karcher came out. And it was an instant earworm right away. And it has the catchiest chorus that I've heard in a very long time because I just find myself walking around and all of a sudden breaking into the chorus of pieces of me on the floor. God, it hurts so much. And I just keep going through it, going through it. And I'm like, I haven't heard that song all day, but yet it's already stuck in my head. So if you guys haven't heard it, it'll be linked in the playlist below. Go check it out. You're the one by Nick Karcher. You guys know how much of a fan I am of Nick and how much I believe in what the sound is there and what the style is. So go check it out if you haven't heard it yet. And the last thing I want to talk about is the Grammy Awards. So the Grammy Awards were a couple of weeks ago. And obviously we talked about this in the past when nominations came out. We had no real nominations for our alternative rock music scene in the core four categories. Those ended up going to Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish and Phineas that won. And so I think all of those were well-deserved. And I think for the most part, they got those right. And then when we look at the alternative rock metal categories, I think it was an interesting year. You know, I think we saw Metallica win in metal, which I think at this point we kind of come to assume and come to expect and then in the rock categories you know it just was kind of all over the place again but i think what stood out for me is that paramore got a win and i I gotta be honest it was shocking to me when paramore won they won for best rock album and best alternative music performance for this is why and I I just kind of have to still feel like I'm not <laughs> I'm not seeing things correctly because you know we talked about that that was one of the first albums that I reviewed on this podcast when we started last year and it was a good album don't get me wrong but I think what this does is this really lays the groundwork for us to get alternative music back into the mainstream in a way that we've been wanting for a little bit And I think one of the things that makes this difficult is that we see Paramore one for rock album, but not for alternative album. And I think there might need to be a classification of alternative because a lot of times when people hear alternative nowadays, the first artist that they may think of if they're not in this specific scene is somebody like Lana Del Rey or a group like Boy Genius, where I would classify them more on the alternative pop side as I would the alternative rock side. And I think a lot of the things are genre blending, which is great. But I think when we are talking about award shows and things like that, maybe it needs to be fleshed out a little bit and do alternative rock or alternative pop. That way, it kind of includes a little bit of everybody here. 
because I think if we would have went the alternative rock route, maybe we would have seen a Sleep Token or Fallout Boy or anybody else that released a really strong album last year. Same thing when it comes to like the songs and the music performance. Like, there's no reason that we can't put a the summoning by Sleep Token in those categories. But when we're talking about best metal performance, are we going to consider Sleep Token in that, or are we going to consider them in rock for that? And I think that's sometimes where the artists get confused as well, because maybe they feel like they're more rock or they're more metal and they don't know where to submit their music to because that's what I think is still an unknown out there is that a lot of the nominations that come from the Grammys, the artists have to submit initially where they want their stuff to land. So for example, a few years ago we had the controversy of Casey Musgraves wanted to submit her either a song or an album in the country categories. And they told her, no, it didn't sound country enough. So they put it in the pop categories. Well, wouldn't that be the case with some of the artists in our scene? You know, maybe Sleep Token did submit in best metal performance. And maybe they were told, no, it needs to go in rock performance or a rock song. And then it just opens you up to so many more possibilities of competition that it kind of just gets washed to the wayside. So I think that's something that we might need to look at in the pat in the future, but very excited for Paramore. It is well-deserved, well-earned for best rock album and best alternative music performance. I think, like I said, it does set a little bit of a roadmap for our scene moving forward to see that it's not just rock or metal. You also do have that alternative route, and Paramore has shown us that Anybody can do it, and it doesn't matter who. So excited for them, excited to see what it brings in the future, but for the time being, maybe we need to talk about some other categories for us as well. And hell, while we're at it, why don't we just do our own alternative music awards, and then we don't have to worry about this problem, right? So that's really all I got this week for you guys. There will be a playlist update at the end of this episode in the link in the description. As always, thank you for following along. Head on over to Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and follow at Matrix Music Review. Stay up to date on all the day-to-day things. I got some shows coming up that I'll be going to so I can give you guys some insight as to that. As always, please share this podcast with your friends, family, anybody that might like alternative music and introduce them to the playlist so that we can continue to grow our little community here of alt-rock, pop-punk, emo, metalcore music lovers. So with that, I will see you guys very soon with another review episode.